Hi, I'm Rich Regan, CEO of the Auditorium Theater, and welcome to another edition of Odd Talk. Today, I'm talking to Executive Director of the Chicago Loop Alliance, also known as CLA, Michael Edwards. Michael, welcome to our show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rich. Great to be here. Thank you uh, for taking the time to talk to us today, Michael. Where are you speaking to us from? In my office. I am hashtag back in the loop. You, you are indeed. And and uh, if I know anything about you, Michael, you have never actually left. You've been no. working of your office. We took a few days off in March, but uh, thank, thankfully I was able to begin riding my bike in March and uh, rode it up until about last week. So it's been a very healthy way to come to the office. That's fantastic. So is that does that hold true for the rest of your staff as well? Uh, there's a few of us that come in. A few of our staff uh, are fortunate enough to live in the loop, and so they're able to walk to work. Uh, but for the majority of our staff, still works from home. You know, as they, they should be. We want them to be healthy and and uh, well cared for. So they're more comfortable there. That's fine with us. That's then it's true for us as well. Most of us have been working from from home while we can't have shows. So I thought we'd start talking today about Chicago Loop Alliance. You know, while the downtown business community is very familiar with CLA, I'm sure many Chicagoans might not know exactly what you do. So can you give us a little bit of a, a snapshot of the history and the mission of CLA? Yes, we used to be the Greater State Street Council way back when Marshall Fields was, I believe, on our board or at least involved with the organization. 1997 or so, we became the Chicago Loop Alliance. And our mission is to create, manage, and promote a higher performing urban experience that would be attractive to people, your, uh, your audiences, uh, and to investors. Uh, we have temporarily changed that because of the pandemic. And it's very much the same, but it's very intentional on accelerating the recovery. And uh, that was just adopted last week, uh, or last month, excuse me, and uh, we're looking forward to helping the loop recover in a very dynamic way in 2021. So uh, what would you say some of your signature programs are? And I, and I, I have to ask you actually a, a, a preceding question to that. Sure. The ambassadors, the very well-dressed and effective ambassadors that I see around the loop, are they yours, Michael? Yes. So that would be our core program. So we have a, uh, we're really focused on State Street. We have a special service area, which is essentially a funding mechanism. And there's about $3 million that's spent a year in and around State Street, but largely on State Street. Mm -hmm. The safety ambassadors are our core program, providing a heightened level of feeling of security and uh, civility on the street along with the, the cleaning component to make downtown and, and State Street and the Loop um, cleaner, feel safer uh, than uh, a, a customer might expect when they come downtown. Mm -hmm. People are invested in your auditorium. They better have a nice experience going from the subway to your theater. And it's our responsibility to make sure that that's as pleasant as possible. I, I think you actually accomplished that very well. Um, every time I see the ambassadors, they uh, they all know what they're doing and they're all very effective at what they do. Yes. Many of them are actually social service uh, students or yeah. they have a degree in social service. So homelessness is an issue downtown. And so we're very intent on taking care of that. Uh, other programs that we have are ones that are really designed to allow people to experience and get a nice memory when they come to the loop. So one of the our most 
appreciated programs, which is difficult to present now in the pandemic, is our alley activations. Uh, mm -hmm. One of which was in the alley behind the auditorium theater, and mm -hmm. one of which actually included the stage at the auditorium theater. Mm -hmm. And so while there was 2,000 people just outside your building, there was tours of the auditorium theater stage as part of that particular celebration. And that was a few years ago. That's a really unique program. So, so bringing people into the alleys when, you know, the, the typical mindset would be, a, you know, that's where deliveries go. Why would I ever go into the alley? But it's a, it's sort of an underseen and underutilized um, aspect of the loop. Right. So it's a space that Chicago is known for. Mm -hmm. After the, after the great fire, there's as many miles of, of alleys as there are in, uh, streets. And so our ability to program those creates a creates a, a memory or a place that is typically more of a space, right? It is just a space. But as soon as you have an event there, a memorable exchange with a friend, have a cocktail, see an interesting artist, hear some wonderful music, you know, experience the lighting, all of a sudden it becomes a memory and a positive memory of the loop, something beyond the nine to five, something before or after uh, a show at the auditorium theater. It's uh, it's a very effective program. We like that one a lot. You know, as uh, as a lover of the loop and of uh, CLA, I'm very appreciative of that aspect of your work, Michael. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So with the combination of the pandemic, you know, beginning back in March, followed by the protests of the summer, um, the loop is definitely in a recovery mode. Can you talk about how the recovery is going and how CLA is supporting that specific recovery? Yeah, I uh, the recovery I would say is spotty. Mm -hmm. uh, that the uh, pandemic by itself continues to evolve. We're in lockdown. We're out of lockdown. You know, there is a vaccine. There isn't a vaccine, and so planning it's not a straight line. And that and communicating with our stakeholders is, has been a bit difficult. Although we're way better at it than we used to be. And so what what's also come to mind is that. Um, data collection and understanding exactly how downtown is performing or the loop is performing from a parking, pedestrian, hotel occupancy uh, perspective. Those are all have become much more critical, but overall it's spotty. And um, so the civil unrest that occurred mid, mid uh, summer and then a little bit later in August only kind of made downtown not only feel less healthy because the pandemic makes everybody feel less healthy, but it also people began to feel less safe when they come downtown. And so at the moment, I would say our bigger issue is people feeling comfortable coming downtown from a safety perspective, because a lot of people, us, office, offices, the uh, businesses have addressed the issue of health to the extent that they can and that they're allowed to. Mm -hmm. It is, I mean, you could come downtown in a an intentional way on public transit, walk on our street, go into a, 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 a retail store and not get COVID. I mean, I mean, it's possible, right? You just have to sort of think about it, wear a mask, kind of watch what you're doing and just sort of think about it. And uh, we went shopping at Macy's last Friday night, did some Christmas shopping, it was great. Mm -hmm. If if people have uh, wrapped their minds around the concept of I have to do it in a safe way, that means I'm going to protect myself and Correct. protecting myself means I protect others. If they can Correct. do that, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yes. You know, when you, what you started out saying is that it's it's a spotty recovery. 
And I understand exactly what that means because there will be stages of recovery. But for instance, for my business, for the auditorium theater, where we all gather together in this in this amazing, you know, architect- architecturally significant space. Beautiful. We can't open until the vaccine has been successfully distributed. So, um, you know, I, I do see that the loop will have, and State Street will have a recovery in stages before I can actually operate. Correct. But, yes. but to me, if we can't operate, the loop isn't open, right? Right, right, right. But mm-hmm. arts, theater specifically, arts and culture in general, mm-hmm. our study indi- from 2018 indicated $2.2 billion, billion, just in the loop in terms of the impact of arts and culture on our community. Mm-hmm. We have to find a way to, at a minimum, keep theater, performing arts in front of people. And we're open to doing that. At Christmas, or prior to the Christmas holiday, we actually talked with Macy's about could we put performers in windows and have actually live Christmas windows, mm-hmm. partly for entertainment value to bring people to State Street and get them to shop, but also to keep theater top of mind. We'd love to talk to the auditorium theater and other theaters about ways that we could maybe provide some interesting space that people could watch and be safe from a distance or a small gathering. Certainly it's expensive to make the the, uh, auditorium theater, you know, operational for a hundred people, but maybe we could do something on State Street or in an alley, you know, with 50 people that are ticketed, that's within public guidelines, but keeps performing arts top of mind. And we love that. We love that uh, CLA has um, put that as a focus because um, we believe that the theater community is integral to the revitalization of the loop. I mean, totally. we bring people buy a ticket. We know that when they buy a ticket, they also park their car. They also go out to dinner. They also get a hotel. So that's we know that that's an economic engine. And I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. I know you understand yeah. that, Michael. And there are many very talented people. And I don't know if your audience knows, but the CTA actually um, has a competition to see who can perform in different CTA stations as part of their program. We've often thought about doing sort of a busker week on State Street, you know, to really sort of celebrate and, and, mm-hmm. and the, the talent that's out there. However, other markets, Toronto specifically, is actually engaged their uh, theater community and they are popping up live performances on the streets of Toronto. And there's a schedule, a group like ours would have a schedule, we promote it. And on this corner, you're gonna be able to see, you know, uh, 15 minutes of Shakespeare, or, you know, this dance company is gonna do something. And, you know, those kind of pop-up performing arts surprises downtown would be something we'd be loved, we would love to be uh, involved in and see if there's a way we could do something together. It's a great idea, it's a great idea, we should, we should explore how to make that work and make that work now in a, yes. in a safe, distant way. Right, right. Love right. It. There's there's a lot of talk, you know, with the vaccine coming and some of our other partner agencies to Chicago and others are like, look, the vaccine may come, but it's not like we got to sit around and do nothing until the vaccine shows up. We still have to continue to promote and market and remind people that the loop is important. The auditorium theater is important. We're, we're going to do that. And uh, we're hoping, you know, the partner with you and, and other theaters 
on the on the performing arts sector. That's a great that's a great transition to my next question about what what is actually happening in the loop right now, uh, because people out there just may not know what's right. happening. Right. If you haven't been to the loop since March, there are literally new buildings that were not here when you were here last. On Wabash, there is two new apartment building condo apartment buildings. These are, you know, twenty story buildings that weren't here before. Mm -hmm. There are repaved streets. There are new markings to uh, make pedestrians safer in the loop. Uh, there are new stores that have opened. There are some that have closed. Um, but there's a lot going on. I mean, from a transportation point of view, transportation construction point of view, I mean, the city was really smart and really taking advantage of less traffic downtown. And so a lot of projects that would have taken years to complete, you know, have been completed in a summer. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of cool and interesting things people should come down. That's sort of on the kind of the typical side. But then because of the civil unrest and some of the protesting that's gone on, we also have this plethora of beautiful new murals downtown, some with a political message. But we engaged those that gave us the political messages on some of the boards that maybe are still up in the loop or are still up in the loop. And we asked them, could you come back and give us an interpretation of uh, the holidays, of Christmas? Mm -hmm. And so now we have boards painted by local artists that celebrate you know, what, what the holidays mean to them. And there's eight of them up, up and down State Street. They're beautiful. Mm -hmm. And those are things that people need to come down and look at. One of the things I'm coming to realize where we used to have those alley activations and everybody, you know, our, our metric was that People, lots of people, you know, serving lots of beers and having a great time. But now the way we're, we think we're going to be measuring public gatherings is, is downtown as a panorama. And so we want you to come and walk down State Street and experience the whole street, not this particular alley or this particular shop. Mm -hmm. And so downtown, of course, Magnificent Mile does a spectacular job with the holiday lighting. We have our own style of that lighting on State Street, which is a bit more traditional. But we think that that might be the future is the people come down, it's big. You can walk around and be totally safe. And if you wanna go into Macy's, great. If you wanna go into Target, great. If you wanna go get a chocolate or a coffee, great. You know, that's kind of on you. We just want you to come down and, and be part of the energy that's in the loop. It's really a great, great point to make. And it's one that, uh, you know, that I do with my family, because like you just mentioned, now's the time to walk around the loop. And like you said, if, you, if you're compelled to walk in and buy a hot chocolate somewhere, go ahead and do that. But you don't have to, you're not required to, if you just don't feel compelled to do that. But uh, seeing the city right now, I can guarantee that most people, if not all, have never seen the city in this way, you know, for reasons we may not have chosen, but it's still, there's a beauty to the city Absolutely. that we have an experience that, that now's the time, get on public transportation, right. get in your car, go park, walk around for an hour, because you're going to see things you have never seen. Even if, you know, I turned 52 the other day, I grew up here, there's the way I've seen the city. I haven't seen ever before in my life. So it, there's a beauty to it that everyone uh, everyone should experience right now. Yes. yes, I had a friend send me a photo. He lives downtown and he took a picture of uh, Chicago this past weekend and like all the lights were on because everybody's home. 
<laughs> and it just was spectacular. I mean, every building was lit up, uh, every apartment building, condo building. Um, and it just shows this certain energy in the city. It's a different kind of energy, but knowing all of those people are all vested in the a future downtown is, you know, pretty remarkable, really. And so let's talk about that aspect of it. You know, the CLA has embraced the moniker of the loop is everyone's neighborhood. Yeah. So did you just kind of touch on that a moment ago that this that that's that's what it is and how how do we attract people downtown? Because it is everybody's neighborhood. Right. So, you know, historically, it has been the place where most people work. Um, it you know kind of ebbs and flows in terms of its destination as a as a retail center. Sometimes State Street's pretty good. Sometimes it's a little weaker, um, but it's always been a place that people come. And with the, uh, the the arrival of Millennium Park and improvements to Grand Park, it's only made it sort of the front door for the city, where everybody comes to celebrate. Not just in the city, but everybody's neighborhood in the sense that if you're in Naperville. You know, sometime during the summer, you're going to come down and just be part of the Chicago scene just because it's it's sort of perceived that way. And so that was really the driver for that. And when we do our alley activation that we talked about earlier, we get every zip code is represented at one of those alley activations. And so mm -hmm. it it's one of the most diverse things that we do. However, the civil unrest that we've experienced this past year has put a little bit of pressure on that notion that it's everyone's neighborhood. We do believe it's everyone's neighborhood. We think it could be more people's neighborhood. And so we're doing what we can to make it a more uh, equitable place, a place that's more diverse, a place that's more welcoming to all populations, all people from Chicago. And we're hoping to do a better job of that. So when we rebuild downtown, we're gonna rebuild it differently, but we're gonna rebuild it better and more inclusive of everyone. So, it, so it'll be even more everyone's neighborhood. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So the Auditorium Theater has been around for 131 years. So actually the Auditorium Theater has survived yes. the, the other pandemic. So the 1918 pandemic. Um, we know as a student of history that uh, the 1918 pandemic was followed by the Roaring Twenties. Yes. So I truly believe that there's a there's a pent up demand that's going to spring forth when it, when it's safe to do so, yes. um, you know. And I and that's what I'm hopeful for is, and I'm I know that that's something that you're thinking about as well. Yes, we we totally agree. We are planning for next year. Um, this was before the vaccine was announced, so this could change. We were thinking that downtown might be sort of back. The loop would be sort of back. 50% to what it was by July. So we're thinking that might actually happen sooner than that, mm -hmm. that people will start to feel comfortable or those that have been vaccinated will feel more comfortable with coming downtown. Um, but I do agree. I, I, I think when we come back, this is, it's gonna happen very fast. Mm -hmm. And you know, we'll probably only get 75 to 80% of our office workers back, uh, but that's 80% of 370,000 people. So a day. So that's still a lot of people. That's still a lot of people that want to eat that restaurants can survive on. Mm -hmm. And while we have lost some restaurants, and we are fearful that some are going to close until the end of the first quarter of next year, you know, we do think as people start to come back, we'll come back better, different, but better. I'm hopeful for the same thing. Yeah. Yes. 
So before we closed our doors, I know that you attended shows at the Auditorium Theater. Um, so my last question is, is, uh, is one that we've used in odd talks throughout. Well, what is uh, your favorite memory, Michael Edwards, of a performance at the Auditorium Theater? Right. So uh, this, this is my favorite memory, and I will ask your audience to try to figure out what show this was, because I, I can't quite remember what show it was, but it was so impactful. So the performers on the stage, as part of, as part of the performance, stopped, turned to the audience, all lined up, and just looked at us. And they, they took this notion of us looking at them and totally reversed it for like five minutes. And for five minutes, the audience was, was the performers. This is, what it, this is what occurred to me. And, and we're all like looking around like, oh my God, they're watching us. <laughs> it was so impactful because you just sort of understood the dynamic of you're sitting there watching a show and all of a sudden the show is watching you. And it's like, wow, that is really intense. And it was for like five minutes, Rich. It was so uncomfortable. So it's so it sunk in at a moment. Where oh my like, God! Yes. They're going to turn around and dance or sing or something. Yes. And they didn't. They right. Just they just stood there and like looked at us. Like it was great. It was that's amazing. Great. It was amazing. That's that's great. Thanks for sharing that. And we'll let our audience then chime in. Um, with uh, text and email to yes. guess what that show is. Be sure you let me know. I, I, should know that. That. I should know, but I don't. I will do that. Well, great. Well, thank you, Mike, very much for joining us today. And, and thank you all for watching. We look forward to our next edition of Odd Talk and to having you back at the Auditorium Theater and in the Loop very soon. Thank you.